Welcome to the newest edition of the Screenfellows Podcast. My name is Carlos. And my name is Ozzy. In this episode, we'll be discussing some brand new trailers that were revealed this past week and reviewing The Mountain Between Us and Colossal. Enjoy the show. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. How are you doing? I am doing good, man. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. I mean, I this is going to be one of the more... I don't know. I'm just really divided on both of these movies. Like, I, I when we get to the reviews, like, it'll be... I think it'll be an interesting discussion just because, like, I'm so split on, like, liking parts of the movies and then really, really disliking other parts. So I'm just like, I don't know how to feel about them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was I was kind of liking the same thing with some of them. Because usually, and I hate to get into it like right now, but I'm just going to say, because usually with indie movies, you know, it's like it has like a deeper, a deeper meaning to it. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And with this indie movie that we saw, Colossal, which stars Anne Hathaway and Jason Sudeikis, you know, it really wasn't a deeper meaning that I could tell. I really didn't. I mean, I probably have to watch it again, but there really wasn't a deeper meaning to it. But I did enjoy part to the film, but I was like, this isn't, you know, this isn't a deeper, there wasn't like a deeper meaning to it. But yeah. I mean, before we get into it, we'll, before yeah. we, we'll, we'll definitely yeah, get there. Get into it, um, uh, let's talk, let's talk trailers, man. So mm-hmm. we had two trailers that come out. We had, we had Justice League and mm-hmm. we had Star Wars, uh, The Last Jedi. But we're going to talk about Justice League first. Yep. Carlos, man, what did you think about Justice League trailer? I think it was a very good trailer. I, spoiler alert, neither of these trailers like really blew me away. They're, they're good trailers. They're solid. They keep me excited and get me maybe a little bit more excited for the movies. Uh, one thing I did really like about this trailer is I don't feel like I saw too, too much with this one. I, I really enjoyed just sitting there watching all these kind of, of course, great visuals and, I don't think we got too much of the story, which I was happy about. Uh, we got every character kind of featured, and I liked most of them. Now, there's one that I'm not a huge fan of. If you saw uh, me on Twitter, I'm just... I And maybe we can talk about this, Ozzy, but... Yeah, I, I have, I have the Flash. two. I have two. I, I have two. I don't like it's, yeah. it's. I mean, it's. I mean, look. I mean, and for what I'm gonna say, I mean, I'm a little more pumped for this movie. I mean, this trailer was. I like the trailer. Okay. And you know, I'm gonna go ahead and say DC does that does not make bad trailers. DC no. makes great trailers for the and, most part. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for the for like 99 percent, like 90, like 95 percent of the time, they make great trailers. Mm-hmm. And this is no exception. You know, this is another great trailer, and. You know, as much as we dog DC and this pot on this podcast because you know the, I don't know what they're doing over there in the film <laughs> over there in the studio, but um, I'm actually you know I'm a little bit I'm a little bit more calmer in this movie just because Joss Whedon is taking over, so I'm a little bit more comfortable with this movie. I'm not gonna say I'm a hundred percent more comfortable, but mm-hmm. I, but I am I am feeling a little bit more hopeful for this movie. Um, and you know, there's two characters. I'm, I just I I don't. And it's, I don't know, it's not their performance, it's just how they particularly look. Um, you know, I, I, one, for the, the, I agree with you, for Flash, 
I just saw the Flash yesterday. Okay, <laughs> Grant Gustin is the Flash, and it's unfortunate that they gave Ezra Miller this role with somebody already being being in the role and somebody that already has his mark and has already touched a lot of fans already. It's it's going to be hard for him, and I don't think that's fair for DC to have done that to him. And I hope that he comes up on top, and I hope that he becomes, and I hope that he is one of the positives in the review. I hope See. that the movie comes out. I mean, I, I do hope for the best that he is the positive. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm coming at it from a completely different angle with the Flash. I I don't mind like I don't mind them casting somebody else. I think that was probably the right thing to do in my opinion. But I just don't like this take on the Flash. I really don't. I mean, from what we've seen, we've only seen the trailers, uh, so it's hard for us to kind of fully judge his version of the Flash. But I I don't know. It's like after the first trailer, people was like, people were like, "Oh, that was a funny scene," and that was like a lot of things that people were saying. With uh, I when they first had set visits for this movie, and people came back talking about. Oh my gosh, the, their version of the Flash is so funny. And then when we got that scene that everyone was talking about that people got to see on the set visit, it's just, I, I didn't, it's not hitting with me. I don't think, I think they're trying too hard to make him funny. And I don't think it comes across as natural on any level. I just, I I don't know. He, he I think they're trying to set him up to be the comedic relief and I'm not buying it. I'm not in on this version of the Flash yet. And I... And, I mean, if they're yeah, trying to do him, if they're trying to make him like funny, um, I mean, Wally West was the, the I would say he was funnier in the in the Justice League Unlimited and Justice League and the, the animated series. He was a, he was a comedic relief, yeah, for the most part. But um, if that's what they're trying to do here, I mean, I'm on board. You know, they're trying to make him more lighthearted, but it has to it has to feel natural. Yeah. It has to. That's feel, what, yeah, um, exactly. And if it's not on point, it's not going to hit. It's just going to feel like this is the most awkward flash you've ever gotten. Mm-hmm. Um, another character I personally don't like is I don't like Cyborg. He just looks. I just don't know how. I just don't like how he looks. He okay. does not look. He does not look good, especially in the poster. You know, there was a joke. You know, if you can't like, there, there was somebody saying, "Try to find Cyborg's arm in five seconds." He it just, just it just does not look good. I, I don't know what it is, what they need to do, but his. It just really does not look right. It doesn't look good. I don't know what they're gonna do. I just I don't like how Cyborg. I just don't like how he looks in this movie. Yeah. If I would if I would have substituted anybody, I would have just put Martian Manhunter because he was the original one who founded the Justice League. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have put. I wouldn't have put Cyborg just be, just due to the fact that you know if it's this hard to make him look you know you know that good, it's it's not. It's really I don't just I just don't like how the character looks. Yeah, to, I don't know the actor. I don't know the actor. Maybe he does a great job, but the CGI just does not look well. It yeah. doesn't look well in the film. I don't know if you agree with me, but I, I just I don't see it. It didn't. I it didn't really stand out. It's not something that I like saw and was like, oh, that doesn't look good. It's I don't know whatever. The whole thing is very. It's going to be CG heavy. I feel like it's just going to kind of blend in, but. Again, we're just basing this off the trailer, but let I'm going to talk about something. There are a couple of things that I do like and did appreciate. Number one, Aquaman. He looks like he's just going to be a blast. I'm so happy. Jason Momoa was a perfect casting for this. Uh, number two, Wonder Woman looks awesome in this, and I think 
I, I think you would be silly to not see or to not see that they are going to feature Wonder Woman in this movie a lot. And that is I think that was probably somewhat the case before. But now that they've seen how Wonder Woman turned out and how that was received, I think that's even more the case. And I'm not complaining about that. I think Wonder Woman is a great character. And I think Joss Whedon, especially since with reshoots and everything, that he was the one doing that. I think he's going to do great things with that character. Now, one thing I really, really, really appreciated about this trailer is something that wasn't in it, and that was Superman. I was very happy that Superman was not in this trailer. I didn't need to see Superman, and they didn't show me Superman. Bravo to DC for holding themselves back and not showing us what we all know is we we know he's going to be in this movie that's it's it's common sense he's going to be in this movie but we didn't need to see him and they know that and they kind of learned from their mistakes with the batman v superman trailers and didn't show us superman and i think that was a great decision now obviously we saw clark kent in like a dream sequence or whatever but that it's not that doesn't count whatever now how long they'll be able to continue holding themselves back i I don't know. I have a bad feeling that I they're going to they, get them. I think they're they going to get a little a, less than a month. Yeah, they I know. Have a little less, a little less than a month. They're going to get. So I think they're going to get a little nervous and like they'll throw them in something like some TV spot or something, and that's going to be that's going to suck. I'm not going to watch anything else for this movie necessarily unless I accidentally do. Now, now that's even more the case with the next movie, with the next trailer we're going to talk about. But I, I really hope that they can continue. Just hold out for the le- the rest of this month. We don't need to see Superman. Don't show him to us, please, DC. Please, that's all I have to say. I'm done. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I really like seeing Super. I, I like seeing Cavill as uh, as Clark Kent. I mean, I really did like seeing him in that dream sequence. I was like, Cavill, man, it's great to have you back. It's great. Um, and I was not I, not that I would have been pissed if I saw him because you know you're interested to see like what he looks like, like you know, and everything. That's my big excitement for this movie. I guess is to see him come back. Mm-hmm. That's the hype because you see, you even see them in the trailer where Batman's like, we need Superman, like we need him back and everything. And um, as much as I'm tired of hearing, because I, I don't know, I feel, I feel like it's been forever, you know, that they've that they're still talking about the death of Superman because Suicide Squad and everything and now yeah. this one movie. So I'm just like, oh man, I was just like, like we get it, he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I mean, I, they didn't mention it in, in Wonder Woman, thank yeah. God, but it just feels like I just feel like it's been dead for like three years now. I'm just like, okay, oh, wait, we get it, he's dead. Let's go. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Um, I, I guess this is because of the marketing in this movie. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, but Superman, Batman was just like, we need Superman. So it just, it just hypes it up for him to really come back, you know, and especially since I'm annoyed with hearing that he's dead. It just hypes it up for me even more. So I'm really excited to see Cavill back and take on the, the Man of Steel role. And I'm, I'm excited to see him. All right. Um, but Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman looks amazing. I 100% agree with you, Jason Momoa. Jason Momoa looks to be having a blast yeah. in this movie. And you can see he's having a blast, man. He, I, I can tell you, I, I 100% uh, can tell he's going to be a positive in this movie. I hope he's a positive in this movie because um, he looks he looks like he's doing a great job, man. And I, I can cannot wait to see him. One of the best scenes in this trailer is uh, you know is when Cyborg kind of throws him over, and mm-hmm. you just see him throw his trident. That is one of the best scenes in this whole entire trailer. Um, and and another great scene is with is with Wonder Woman. I mean, she just helps Batman out, and you just see her grin. It's it's great. You know, you can just tell the cast 
That was a great time. Uh, yeah. I had a great time, and and that's one of the that's and that you know, and even if it is a bad movie, you know, you can at least appreciate the casting in this movie. The cast is just having a marvelous time trying to bring these characters to fans, and, and that's all you really can hope for. Yeah. And uh, you know, I hope I hope that the movie is great, and the trailers have been good so far. So yeah, that is my thoughts on the I trailer. Think- Overall, think, it's a good, it's a good trailer. Yeah, I think Gal Gadot and or Gal Gadot, I don't, whatever. We're gonna figure it out one day. <laughs> Gal Gadot, I think she and Ben Affleck are gonna have really good chemistry, kind of chemistry that most people aren't gonna like expect, like to come out and go, man, they had great chemistry together. But I think they will. So, I feel like they're setting up for a romance. Possibly, um, I wouldn't hate it, but. You know, I wouldn't hate either. I mean, I saw it. I mean, I saw it in the Justice League when I was a kid. I was like, Wonder Woman, Batman, hey. Yeah. Um, in the comics, I you know, I still wanted her to be with Superman. You know, it's in the comics. But, you know, we whatever. can. We've whatever. had that fight whatever. before, but we won't continue. We'll right. have a different, that's another day. That's another yeah, day. That's a fight for uh, another let's, day. Let's move on to Star Wars. <laughs> yes, Star, Star Wars. Wars: The Last Jedi. And I'll let, I'll let you take this over, Carlos. Because this right. is this is your now, this is your. Is your thing? <laughs> I did. I do want to hear your thoughts because, as a non-Star Wars fan, I'm always curious to hear what you think and kind of get an quote-unquote outsider's perspective on it. But let me start with mine. Uh, this is one that I wish I didn't watch this trailer because, you know, of course, I, I'll take all the Star Wars I can get wherever I can get it. But I just feel like I saw too much. I feel like I saw things that I didn't want to see. Now. I am really, really hoping that this trailer was deceptively edited, and I am starting to think that it really was, but I, I just, I didn't need to see a lot of that stuff. I, I, I don't know, and maybe if it is deceptively edited, then, y- you know, it, I mean, either way, it's a good trailer. I, I don't think there's a way you come out of this and say it was a bad trailer, it didn't get me excited. It got a lot of people excited for this movie. It's going, it's a good trailer for what is going to be a good movie. I just, I, I my prime example here, let me, let me share my prime example as to why I hope that this is deceptively edited. And okay let me share it here so the scene in the trailer where if you haven't seen the trailer spoiler alert for the because i know there's people who haven't watched the trailer and don't want to watch the trailer if that's the case skip forward to the next part of the podcast uh talking to you jack so my, my my prime example is the scene in the trailer where Kylo Ren is in his little or his tie fighter or whatever it is and he is flying it towards a, sh- a bigger ship where Leia is sh- assumed to be at. We they are showing it like Leia is there, right? And he is kind of having this inner monologue, and then he fires on the ship, right? No, he's Look, about, to, or he's about, he and we don't know if he does, right? Exactly. Okay. So whether he fires, whether he, if that scene is truly, ha- if that's how that scene truly goes, right, where that actually happens, and he has to make that decision. Whether he fires or not, whether he kills her or not, it doesn't matter. I didn't want to know that scene exists, you know? I didn't want to know that that was a thing that was going to happen in the movie. So, that's I mean, that's why it's like, yeah, you can... What they did was they showed us the beginning to a lot of great scenes, and then it's like, 
oh, the cliffhanger is what happens? What do they decide? And it's like, but I didn't want to know that scene existed. I don't want to know that that scene happens, you know? And that scene is the biggest example for me where it's like, I don't care if he does it or doesn't. I didn't want to know going into the movie that that was something that was going to happen. Now, where I think it could be deceptively edited is that that's not, I'm really hoping that that's not actually a scene and it's two separate scenes that they just cut together to look like that. But then that brings me to the question of if you're going to be so deceptive about it, like people have broken down the whole issue of the last scene in the trailer where Ray is talking and she's supposedly asking, according to how the trailer lays it out, she's asking Kylo if he, like, for help or whatever, and Kylo reaches his hand out, right? And people have broken that down and they're trying to... say that it's not the same scene and i'm really hoping it's not because again that's another situation where i don't care if she decides to go with him or not i didn't want to know that scene exists and but again if they did deceptively edit it then what's the point of the what's the point of having a trailer like this if you're just gonna lie to the audience you know so i i don't know i i think it's a good trailer but i i mean like i mentioned our friend jack who i has he been? Yes, he was on the anime episode. I was like, okay, he's been on the podcast before. Um, he asked me, and he's like, should I watch the trailer? And I said, no. I told him, do not watch the trailer. You don't need to. You know you're going to see the movie anyway. And th- yes, there's a good chance that all of what we saw is not actually how it goes down. But if it if it is, then you don't need to see it. And I don't think it's worth the risk. So it's a good trailer, but I think it shows too much. But again, that could be the it could be different. But then again, it raises the question of why even have the trailer. Um, the one thing I do think is definitely true, and I think they really wanted to get across, is that Ray is very powerful. Number one, and number two, Luke does not want to train her, and that's something that I think, based on the true trailers we've seen, we can definitely say is actually the case, and that's what they are really trying to make sure we understand going into this. But everything else i'm just taking it with as a i don't know if it's real or not i don't know if they're actually that's actually what's going to happen or not uh but anyway enough of me ozzy how did you take the trailer i mean i'll agree that it it, it definitely showed much more but for me i was kind of i had mixed feelings about it because i was like damn man they showed a lot but i was like damn i'm out i'm actually really interested in this movie now because <laughs> i was just like because in the first trailer, you know, I was like, I was like, you know, it, you know, I mean, it was, it, for me, like, look, I like my light, you know, I like my fun, adventurous movies, but also like my dark toned movies as well. And for me, this took, again, this kind of had like a Rogue One effect. I mean, I was like, I'm really excited for this movie because I really like the, you know, and we've had this debate before and I know, and I'm not trying to get into it again, but to mm-hmm. me, it felt like the. You know that the and what's this? What was the what was the other one called? Um, Force Awakens. So, yeah, Force Awakens. It, you know, for me, it was kind of just like I mean, it's just, it's kind of the same thing as. Don't don't start with me. <laughs> I'm not, that's just how I feel. But I'm not gonna. I'm not trying to start a debate. So relax. But that's I was like, yeah, you know, kind of feels like the same. Like it feels like I've seen this before. This one, it doesn't feel like I've seen it before, and it really feels like this director really had creative uh, control. And I was really excited for it. You know, I was like, okay, well, it's interesting to see, you know, it's interesting to see this guy, you know, contemplate pulling the trigger on his mother. It's interesting to see that Luke, you know, someone who was so strong in the force before contemplated 
And it's really crazy to see how he does not want to train him. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really gets me. It really gets me interested to know who else has he seen with this great power. Like, who was this person? You know, it was Kylo. So it, as far oh, yeah. as know. Well, I want to get it. Well, I want to get into more of the mythology of those two characters. You know, yeah. I want to see those two characters and where you know what went wrong. I want to mm-hmm. see that. And um, it's interesting to know. You know, if this is true that she goes to Kylo and she goes, you know. Where where does it fit? You know, where do I go? You know, like where do I fit in all this? Does for me what I got was you know is Kylo still a part of you know the the the, the you know is he still is he still a part of the dark side of the force? You know, is he still you know is he still fighting for that side or is he or is he tired of being a part of both sides where he just wants to be alone? I don't know, but you know, there's so many questions that I have. And I have to say, I mean, I'm I'm interested. I'm mm. interested, and I'm interested in the fact that she goes to him in this. And um, I know you didn't like John Boyega's character in this film, but I was excited to see him back in action. And I hope that they give him a bigger role in this film, so he's not just a stepping stone. He's he, you know, he can hold his own, and he is there. I for, think he will. Yeah, and I, I'm and I'm excited to see that. I'm excited to see where he goes. I'm excited to see, you know, I'm interested to see like, does he meet Ray again, and where what happens? Yeah, you know. Okay, so, so it's it's you know I'm yeah. I'm excited for this film. And I, like I said, I'm mixed because I'm just like, damn, you know, I shouldn't have showed that much, you know, because maybe maybe it would have caught me in there in the film. But I, what I can say is I'm interested more. I'm interested in seeing it more now. Yeah. Okay, so it did its job. I okay. That, I mean, that's interesting to hear that some. Yeah, it did its job. So ultimately, it, it is what it's what I was saying. It's a good trailer, but you, you're right. It does show too much. But maybe they felt like they needed to to get somebody like you excited, and to get the common person who's not like hanging on every word Ryan Johnson says to understand that this is going to be something different because that's something that has been very clear throughout the entire process of making this movie is that this is going to be very different and that the story they have repeat every cast member the one thing that they continually say is that this story takes them by surprise when they read the script it took them by surprise they didn't expect it and that yeah and that gets me excited too because you know i'm not a huge star wars fan and like i you know i'll repeat it i mean that look star wars is 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 good you know it's great and it you know deserves the respect that it is and everything but you know you know i'm excited to see this movie yeah. you know i'm excited to see what turn mm-hmm. does this particular movie take so you know i'm 100 percent. you know you know i was probably you know again i mean i wasn't gonna be like oh, i have to go see star wars and i was gonna be like yeah i have to go see star wars but now i'm like i'm gonna go see star wars yeah, yeah i'm gonna go see star wars because it's it looks it, you know the trailer did did get me invested okay i, have... I think they're going towards a, a darker tone which yeah. I, I mean i don't have a problem with i don't have a problem oh with. yeah not at all but uh, um i have yeah. two points and then one question for you so okay. first of all i think that another thing that the that i did gather from this trailer and i do think will hold true is that i think ray and kylo's journeys are very much mirror images of each other i think that their journeys are going to kind of coincide and really kind of be almost the same but opposites of each other in a way where you kind of are seeing the rise of her and the fall of kylo kylo at the same time and how they kind of affect each other and there's a push pull there i really do think that they are more even more intertwined than we know and then secondly I want to kind of play off your Finn point. 
yes, I'm not a huge fan of that character. I didn't necessarily, I don't think he's horrible in the role, but I didn't necessarily love him in the role either. But I do think based on what we're seeing that maybe he's going to have his own kind of not necessarily side story, but I think he's going to, his character is going to kind of take his own in this movie. And I think his arch nemesis and his kind of what he's building to is that confrontation that we do see with Phasma, which is my favorite shot in the trailer, by the way, is when they have locked blades or whatever it is. And you see that light, all that light reflection off Phasma's helmet. It's just, it's a gorgeous shot. It's beautiful. Um, anyway, my question for you is what, how would you take it? How would you feel about this trailer and their marketing if I am correct in my assumption that a lot of the scenes that we're seeing aren't actually a, at all how they've laid it out in the trailer? Like if we get it, if we watch the movie and Kylo and Ray never have that conversation, Kylo, that shot of Kylo is a completely different shot at a completely different time in the movie than the shot of Ray. Or if Kylo never necessarily has that moment and that monologue that we're hearing is at a different point in the movie, like how would you feel about the trailer and the marketing if I'm right and a lot of this was deceptive? I'm going to be disappointed. Disappointed. Absolutely disappointed. I mean, it has to be. It has to be, look, man, I mean, it has to be really good for me to be like, okay, fine, I'll accept it. But, you know, I don't want to, what's the point of making the trailer? That's what why I'm would saying. You do yeah. Why would you do it? Like, I don't understand, like, why try to sell something, and that's the problem. And that's one of my biggest problems with trailers, is they sell you on a movie, and you go into it, and you don't get what you what you bought. You know what I'm saying? You don't get what you thought you were going to see. And it pisses people off. And it would piss me off, too. Because I'm just like, dude, I expected to see Kylo and her have this conversation. I expected to see Kylo contemplating killing his mother. I don't think he's going to do it. I expected him to be like, damn, I, do I pull the trigger? I expected him. I want to see him have the inner dialogue. I want to see him struggle. Um, look, man, you already sold me on this movie. Okay? Don't... Don't make me give you a bad review just because, you know, you want to twist it again. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I would have been fine with just another trailer, you know, being, you know, I would have been like, you know, it was it was a good trailer. I would have been fine just giving, saying, yeah, it was a good trailer. It was fine. It, it didn't really excite me again, but, I mean, it was a fine trailer. I understand why people are excited. And then have the that's movie blow negative, you away, you know? Yeah, like, that's not, that's not necessarily, like, a negative, that's not a negative backlash at a trailer. It's just me saying... I'm really still not excited, but, you know, I'm still going to go see it. You know, it still looks good, you know, and it has people excited. I'm still going to go see this movie and then have it blow me away. That's that's fine. You know, I, I, I love getting blown away at movies. I love it. Yeah. But it, it's, you know, if you go into this and you say nothing is nothing is what I meant it to be. I just wanted to trick you. Mm -hmm. You're going to piss me off. And yeah. I'm not going to like, I'm not going to say I'm not going to be like, I'm not going to be like, look. It was a great movie because it's a, it's a complete mismarket and it's and it's to me that's completely unacceptable for you to market a movie and then to mismarket a movie. That's to me that's a hundred percent wrong for you to do and that's what people get. That's what people get upset. Yeah, that's why. For instance, you know we 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 can go to an early example. It comes at night. That was a complete mismarket. Yeah. You know, I liked the movie. And I accepted it. But am I gonna say that I still wasn't disappointed? Of course I still wasn't disappointed. You know, you even get a you even get a shot. I mean, you know, I'm gonna go ahead and say this is one of the best posters of the year, where you know, you just see this dog going into the dark 
and there's nothing there. Nothing in the movie comes at night. Spoiler alert, sorry. <laughs> nothing in the movie comes at night. So it's it's one of these situations where, you know, it's you know, you really don't want to mismarket your film. You really don't. Because you can see that the you could even see that the audience score is lower than the critic score. The critic score, I believe, was like last time I took it was like an eighty six percent. And the audience score was like a forty three percent. You know, that's that's that was the last time I saw it. But you know, you see you can see the you can see the margins, yeah. basically. All and right. I hope that it's not happen for this movie. Yeah. So. All right, well, let us know what you guys think. Everybody listening, I want you guys to tweet at us. Let us know. How would you feel? if? Are you thinking that this tra- trailer was really deceptive and they're trying to kind of throw us off the scent of what's going to happen? And if that's the case, how do you feel about that? Do you think that's the smart thing to do? Do you think that they shouldn't be doing that? What, 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 what do you think they should be doing in regards to marketing The Last Jedi? All right, uh, well, let's move on to these movies that we saw, and we're going to start with the movie that is in theaters currently, and that is The Mountain Between Us, which, I'm going to be honest, before I saw this movie, I, I don't know, I thought that this was like a contender for worst title of the year, because, good lord, I, it was one of those things where I watched the trailer and I was like, okay, that's interesting and cool, whatever. And then you see the title and you're just like, what the frick? No, what? <laughs> like, it just looks so dumb. And then it doesn't really feel like it m- melded with the movie that they were selling us. Now, I have changed my attitude towards the title because really, b- by the end of the movie, the title completely fits the movie. So you can take that however you may. I will say that I, I, I didn't, I didn't hate, and actually kind of liked, to be honest, two thirds of this movie. And then we get to the last act, and it gets real cheesy, real fast. And I really hated the last act of this movie. You could have cut out. You could have le- legitimately just cut. The last 20 minutes of this movie. T- just taking it out. Don't edit a thing. Just taking out the last 20 minutes. They didn't need to exist. And you'd be completely especially fine. The, especially. Especially that last scene. We <laughs> all died. We all died in the theater. I was like, oh my god. It was it was insane. The worst 20 seconds I've ever seen on the film. Yeah. This year. It was bad. Um, what did you think of this movie? You know, I, 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 dude, I have so many questions, but uh, <laughs> I do. But um, I mean, it was okay. You know, I was intrigued. I was like, you know, I was kind of. I mean, it was you. You know, it kept you on edge sometimes. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> before we get to the end, because I think that's what we both want to talk about. Um, I mean, no, I mean, I mean, no, for me, I mean, if I'm going to get into positives, like, yes, man, let's I start positive. really like exactly. the fact that I really like, and one of the things that really took me away, that kind of blew me away with this movie was the, you know, when they were actually crashing. Yeah, that's a Dude, good scene. Dude, you felt, you felt like you were on that plane. Okay. And it was, it was such a great scene. You see all the commode, you see all the conundrum going on in the plane. Kate Winslet is trying to wake up the, the pilot, the pilot has a, you know, the pilot's sick or something, you know, and you see um, Idris Elba's character, Ben, he's trying to help him out. He's like, dude, come on, like, okay, he's trying to do all this medical stuff. The plan goes, you know, 
goes backwards, and it's just all this conundrum on the plane. And it is, you know, and then when it lands, you you freaking feel it, man. You're like, God, like you're like, oh my gosh, and you just you're feeling it. And I was at that was actually at Cinemark, Carlos. I was at Cinemark because I was in Pembroke. I'm in Pembroke Pines. And uh, you know the the sound in that theater is amazing. Mm-hmm. So you know you, you know you I felt every I felt every thump, everything when the when that thing was going down. I mean that had some of the it was amazing sound mixing in there, um, some amazing some just amazing sound in there. Um, and so I will I will give it to the to the sound mixers in that particular scene because they yeah, did a great definitely. job, um, really making you feel like it was in there. The cinematography just in those just in those just in that shot, you know you see. Everybody, you see these two characters just going insanely crazy. Um, it is, it is absolute pandemonium, and that's that's one thing. That, I mean, that's what brings the movie up for me is that particular scene. It only lasts like a minute or two, but it's just such a great scene. It's such a great, well shot scene, um, and it, I I really really enjoyed that scene. Yeah, and to continue on from that, even after that, when basically i mean really the majority of the movie is kind of like a survival movie it's where they're stuck in this mountain ridge or whatever and they're just trying to survive and figure out what they need to do where they should go how they should even approach trying to figure out how to get out of these mountains and how to get down and it really i really did appreciate the survival aspects of this movie I mean, honestly, for throughout the movie, I was like, it w- the story would take different twists and turns where you're just like, they would find out one thing and they would think they see something in the distance and they'd be like, all right, we need to go there. And then they'd decide, all right, we can't make it there. And I think they did a great job making one of the characters kind of physically have, have an issue with uh, Kate Winslet's leg where she was kind of in a pseudo cast the entire time and you're just it, it added it added a layer of difficulty to the movie and added some tension to the movie to every scene really because you knew that everything was going to be three times harder you know with them trying to get anywhere and I think that was really well done throughout and for the most part until the last act the performances do kind of add to that i think kate winslet is really good for the most part idris elba is really good for the most part i think they do get dragged down by some of the material later on in the movie and there's just literally nothing they could have done with it and i think they start and to be honest i think they started sleepwalking through some of it but when they did have some good stuff to do they actually did a pretty good job with it i don't think this is like academy award level performances from to be honest these academy award level actors but it's still solid performances from both of them throughout the first two-thirds of the movie yeah i mean you you can definitely feel the the longevity i mean it's it's just such a it's just such a really scary situation and you and you really do feel both sides and it it says it in the you know and you you can go on the trailer you can watch it but you know, she's the one who wants to go. She's like, we need to, we need to find, we need to find something because this is just, no one's gonna see us from up here, you know. Mm-hmm. And you can, you know, and you're like, okay, that makes sense. But then, you know, you're also just, it just elbows is like, we don't have that much food. We don't know if we can even make it there. We don't know when we're gonna make it there, and we're only meant, to, you know, we can only last this such and such long. With this, with the amount of supplies that we have, so the, it, it's both. You know, you understand both sides to the story, yeah. like to these characters and and their, and, you know, and their choices, and it makes sense. 
And, you know, and, uh, you know, a lot of people say, a lot of people will make fun of this or their relationship. I didn't really mind their relationship throughout the movie because I was like, you know, you're going to bond with somebody over something like this. You're going to get attached to somebody over something like this because you're alone in the wilderness. You don't know anything else. You don't know what's going on. So, you know, you are going to get attached. I will you say are gonna, this. It... You are. Uh, and before, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say they're going to be romantic lovers <laughs> yeah. but you know you are gonna get you know he is gonna be he is gonna start to get protective of her you yeah. know she is gonna start to care for him and she is gonna want to say she is gonna want to get him to safety she is gonna want to you know they are gonna want to you know make sure that that you know that they're okay that these yeah. you know that they are gonna care for each other and it's gonna be for me and it's because it's just gonna be they're gonna gain this this love for each other not not, I don't think it's gonna be a romantic love, but I think it's gonna be like a like a love, like a friendship love, where you just don't want to see the other person go. Yeah, you understand what I'm saying? Like a really like like close best friend. Now, whether they take it is a completely different level. But but um, one thing I, I do want to say in regards to that is one thing you can't accuse this movie of is there is the romantic aspect of it coming out of nowhere. Now, obviously, the title of the movie suggests it. But they are really, really hinting at it throughout the entire first act and a half of the movie where you're just like, okay, so we're going to go here or at least attempt to go here in some respect. And and I I think they do a decent job of kind of easing everybody into it and you understanding that they're starting to be something there. Um, But yeah. All right. Do you want to move on to negatives or do you have anything else? The dog was a great actor. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I That's think they had a couple of, of dogs, to be honest. There were a couple times where I'm just like, is that even the same dog? Especially towards the end. I'm just like, <laughs> like what? All right. Anyway, moving on. Uh, all right. Do you want to start with the last act or do you want to build or finish with the last act? <laughs> I will finish with the last act. I have negatives on yeah, the dog. I did. And how come the dog didn't like... Look, I mean, we saw the dog eat. You know, we clearly saw the dog eat. I'm not going to say they let the dog starve. You know, we saw that they were sharing food with a dog. But why? (laughs) (laughs) I guess it's because it's a dog. You know, like, I I don't know. I mean, I feel like if you knew, like, if you were with Dobby and somebody else. Yeah, I get. But they didn't. It wasn't their dog. I don't know. I know. But, (laughs) like, you know, she she got attached to it. He didn't love the dog. But, you know. I mean, but it was a smart dog, you know, it was trying to hunt for them and stuff like that. And it, it found shelter. So it was a useful dog. It wasn't just, a, it wasn't Dobby. <laughs> it wasn't Maximus. It wasn't Nala. It was, it was, a, it was a smart, and not to say these dogs are dumb. These, these are our was, dogs for the record for people who don't yeah, know. Yeah, <laughs> I wasn't, my dogs, our dogs aren't dumb. I mean, maybe his is, but mine's aren't. Shut up. <laughs> I'm just joking. But, um. It was a very intelligent dog, and it was a very it was a dog that you know was was you know also trying to survive, and it would also you know so it was it was a smart dog. But I mean, some of the negatives, like guys, damn, like didn't they? Didn't this? How come this dog isn't shivering up? You know, how come? <laughs> like this dog plot issues. Yeah, yeah, I mean, this dog freaking went outside and fought a jaguar. Yeah, spoiler. One man. thing, I mean, no, a mountain lion. Sorry. Speaking of plot holes, lovers. Speaking of plot holes with this movie and just issues with the story and the writing, I honestly think that they used Kate Winslet's character as a 
kind of just whenever they ran into an issue in the script where they're like, this doesn't quite make any sense or how or, or we need these characters to find out this information. Basically, what they decided to do was make it so Kate Winslet's character knew everything. Because there were so many times in this movie where she would split spit out a random fact. And you're just like, how would you even know that? Uh, like, one example is that they were talking about whether the plane had... Because the plane had crashed, right? If you don't know what this movie's about, by the way. <laughs> just um, the, Basically, these two characters take a plane um, just because they both re- really need to get somewhere really fast. And they... The, the pilot doesn't file a, pl- a flight plan or anything like that, and they end up crashing in the mountains. And it, they're, it's covered in snow. It's in the middle of January. They don't have anybody who knows where they are. But one thing that does come up is a discussion of whether the plane had some sort of beacon or something, right? And Kate Winslet just somehow knows that the beacon would be in the tail of the plane, which they conveniently lost when they crashed, right? And it's just like, how, how would you even know that? Like, do, do you build planes or something? Like, I, I, I don't know. There were so many things like that where it's just like she was, like, talking about the rules of survival and things like that. And I get it. Like, she's a reporter. She has to go into dangerous situations, blah, 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 blah. But it really just felt like they just had her kind of be the explanation machine in the movie. Uh, and that was something that bothered me. And then the rest of my problems just have to do with the end of the movie. But, yeah, do you have anything else? Or do you want to move on to the end of the movie? movie. (laughs) Okay, this movie, like I said, gets really cheesy really fast. And it starts really towards the end of the second act. um, When things start to really develop when it comes to their relationship. Um, There's some really, really cheesy dialogue and... It, it all culminates with a really a last act that does not need to be there. It's just it doesn't need to be there in ter- in terms of the story. Like the, like I said, the last twenty minutes you could just cut it out. And then, really, if you're gonna put it in there, make it good. It wasn't good. It was just like I said, it was just really cheesy and just horrible dialogue, horrible just acting to be honest like they they did not even attempt to do anything good with the lines they were given and i get that it was bad script it was a bad script towards the end but man do something with it i didn't believe a second of it and i don't know it's just this is a movie and ozzy i'm gonna after this i'm gonna let you kind of rip into it as well this is a movie that reminds me a lot in in not necessarily a plot or a style way at all, but just in the fact it, it all right. It reminds me a lot of a movie that came out earlier this year, A Cure for Wellness. You did not see this movie, I don't think. I went to see this movie, and that was a movie that I really enjoyed the first two acts of the movie, and then everything just falls apart in the last act, and it really drags the movie down more than you would expect just one third of the movie to do. But this movie really does it. The last act drags this movie down in terms of its quality. Honestly, if you just cut off that last 20 minutes, I'd be like, yeah, go see this movie. It's a pretty good survival movie. But the last act really kills it. It ruins everything. (laughs) I'm just like, what? This just got really dumb. (laughs) I I don't know. What what do you got, (laughs) Ozzy? 
you know, it was a pretty all right script, and then it went from all right to where where did the writer go? <laughs> um, did his child write it? I don't know what happened. <laughs> the script for the third act was horrible. Um, it was it was really bad, and it it felt like I, I came in the middle of a romantic movie. <laughs> I felt like I was watching a survival movie. Then I felt like I switched in. I felt like they flipped the channel to this movie I haven't seen before. I was like, I just Elba and Kate Wilson on West. What's the movie called? Um, it, it felt like one of those movies, and I, 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 don't, I did not, I did not like it. Yeah. I did not third act. It didn't make much sense. Their relationship, even the sex scene, felt awkward. You know, spoilers. <laughs> 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 no, there, there, there's a lot of people talking about that sex scene a lot of people and you know I watched it and I was like I just you can, I, I felt like they didn't even want to do it you know and it just felt really awkward watching it and you know it, it just you know I, I don't know was, just, the last act of this movie was just it was just not good it was bad. And, you know, when, when it comes to bringing in certain characters, it, you know, you know, both these characters, ironically, are, are well off. And, you know, I'm not really, you didn't really care for the last, for last act. You know, it, it doesn't make sense. And if they were going to do a romantic thing, if they were going to do a romantic story, because I even, I even looked at the book, you know, because I, I, this is based off a book. I looked at the ending of the book. I went online. The ending of the book is much better. And Carlos, I hate to tell you this. The ending of the book is better. I would have preferred the ending of the book to be actually in this movie than the last scene of this movie. <laughs> like, you know, it just, it, it would have ended better. I would have given the movie like a 0.1 point up. I would have used the ending of the book because it was better. I was like, okay, that's better. I, and I like the fact that they ended it on, on that note. I just did not like the fact that they went to a, I mean, even even then, it, just, it does not make any sense for them to go to a public place like that. It just doesn't, because they were getting by the waiters, but by the waiters that were, you know, doing their job. Yeah. You know. So All it just right. doesn't make sense the locations that they kind of chose to do some of like some of the scenes in the last in the last act. You didn't really care what was going on. Um, you, and I don't think felt... I don't think you care about them as much as you should either. And I cared about them a decent amount. Like, it's, no, I didn't I mean, hate you them. You cared about them. You cared about but... them when everything was going on. But you know, as soon as as soon as you know it, it ended, you have some cheesy dialogue with this guy comparing her to someone that you know he used to love. And I was just like, this is. Dude, you're only with her for three weeks. <laughs> like, like, I don't understand. And it's just, you know, I understand it would be difficult for you to not see that person. But for you to go off and say some of the things that you're saying, and then one of the last things that Idris Elba says, I was like, I'm, I started cracking up. And that's a problem. That is yeah. a problem. Laughing in a survival movie in the last act does not even carry out well. It's just. It's just bad. If they, for me, if they wanted to do something like this, they should have made it so that she's single, and and you know, and something. But and to just, true. Yeah. you know, but to do some other stuff, you know, it's it's just ridiculous. Because you know, if, if that's how it's gonna be like, for me, it's just you know, if you want this to be believable, 
then actually do it. You know, actually make her single because there's no way that she's going to choose. I mean, and not to get me wrong, they went through hell together. These, you know, three weeks, I mean, they went through hell together. But, you know, it's hard for me to believe that she'll just, you know, that, 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 that she'll just think about leaving somebody who has been with her for, I don't know, plus years, and they're thinking about getting engaged. You know, they're engaged. You know what I'm saying? So just to me, it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But that's just me. I am sorry. We have definitely kind of spoiled this movie. But I know most people don't care about seeing this movie, to be honest. And it's you're, you know how the movie ends as soon as it starts. It's one of those. So it's not a big deal necessarily. And you know me. I'm very strict when it comes to spoilers. And trust me, you would have known. I knew exactly how this movie was going to end as soon as it started. I was actually really annoyed at something because... I saw it in in the scene, and I'm going to talk to you about it later when we're done with the show. Okay. But something happens to Idris Elba, and but I but I saw what I saw what affected him before it affected him, and I was like, was that supposed to happen or because I saw it? I thought he saw it too. I thought they all saw it, but I don't know. I don't know. I was I was kind of disappointed. I was like, we just saw it, man. Let's rate this movie, Ozzy. What do you got? I'm gonna give it a solid six. You you are way higher than me. <laughs> hey, I'm just giving it. A, I'm only reason why it's getting a six. Only reason why it's getting a six is because, you know, you know this, the airplane scene, and I do think that there are good points to this movie, even though the ending of this movie really craps down on everything. So I'm giving it a six, just a six. I have to watch it again, but I'm not going to watch it again. I'm gonna go lower. <laughs> um, yeah, I, uh, yeah. I, See, I do think there are good things about this movie, and that's why it's not even lower. But this is definitely one of those things, like I said, with A Cure for Wellness, where it just the end drags it down more than you would expect an ending of a movie to drag it down, you know? And that's why I'm giving it a 4 to 10, which is the same thing I gave to A Cure for, no- oh, Cure for Wellness, where I liked... I really did like the first two acts, but then the ending, the last act ruins it. It really does. And it makes it just where it's not a good movie. It's not, unless you're planning, this is the only way I would say you should see this movie. Unless you're planning on walking out before the last act of the movie. If you're just like, if you see, you'll know when to walk out. Trust me. That's all I'll say is you will see something. You will be like, okay, I'm done. And you can leave. That's the only way you should really see this movie. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I, I was just... The, the last act is just so cheesy. I felt like I was watching a... I felt like I was watching The Notebook or something. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> But bad, you know? <laughs> yeah, All yeah. Right. So um, let's move on to our next movie. And this is a movie that came out much earlier this year. This is kind of similar to what we did for... Oh, what was that movie that we watched last year? Midnight Special, where it came out a while ago, but we both were like, hey, this is a good indie movie, or we've heard it's a good indie movie, so we should probably check it out, and it still came out this year, so it's fair, and let's talk about it. So, this is a movie, it's called Colossal, it is available on Hulu now, so you should definitely, um, if you like our reviews, you should go and check this out. If you think that our reviews warrant it, you should check it out, but it is on Hulu, so it is available to a lot of people. Um, but yeah, all right, Ozzy, what were your overall thoughts on this movie? I had a, I had a good time in this movie for the for the most part. I had a good time in this movie. 
Um, you know, and I was kind of laughing at some of the things that were going on with her. And it's a dark comedy. It definitely is. Do you want to explain what the movie's about? Kind of. I, I think you're. I think you're better at explaining. All right. Uh, I think it'd be. Uh, I think <laughs> okay. I guess I'll explain, and then you can finish what you're saying. I'm sorry, but we should probably start doing that. I, that's just something I've been thinking about a lot. Where we should probably tell people what the movie's about. All right. Anyway, um, Colossal. So this movie is. It's very hard to explain. This is a horrible one for us to start explaining what the movie's about, but we're gonna try anyway. Okay. So basically, there is a monster that attacks where is it seoul or however you say that city in south korea right yeah so it attacks that city and it just it's something that just starts happening the monster appears it attacks the city it disappears and also at the same time we are getting something from Anne hathaway's character where she's kind of an alcoholic she doesn't have a job and she kind of really gets into a bad situation where she has to kind of leave the city she's at and go back to her hometown. And then slowly but surely we start to realize and things start to get weird and we realize that she has some sort of connection with this monster that is attacking South Korea. And she is located in the United States in this she went home to I can't remember where she goes, but she's at home in the United States in just her hometown. And there's some sort of connection between her and the monster. And basically, the rest of the movie is a dark comedy of us trying to figure out what exactly the connection is. And then once that connection is revealed, what does that mean? You know? So that's what the movie is about. But Ozzy, what did you think of the movie? Like I said, I mean, I think it was a fun time. I think it was, you know, I think it was an interesting concept, a very weird concept. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> but an interesting concept. I mean, you know, it's an original film, so I'm, gonna, I'm not going to dock at any points for it being for its originality because, you know, I, you know, there's not a lot of original films coming out these days. You know, so you know, I was really happy to see you know this is an original one, and so I'm not going to dock at any points due to that. Right. Um, getting into positives, I'm going to go ahead and say right now that Jason Sudeikis he kind of blows me away in this movie. Because I think he gives a really great performance in this movie. I really haven't seen him give. It was a different I mean, performance him, from him. Yes, that's yeah. I mean, true. I've seen him. I've seen him do you know performances. I mean, I've never docked him on any points, but this is a different performance from him. And I'm interested, and I want to see him in more dramas. I do. I think he did a really good job with this movie, and I think the twist with this character did. I feel like the twist with this character should have been more natural. But I like the fact that he could handle the fact that this twist was abrupt. Okay, yeah. Um, I, I I very much was like, oh, this is where we're going to disagree. But then you kind of adjusted it. And I was like, okay, so we do agree. Uh, <laughs> because this is a very similar situation in a slightly different way to the last movie we talked about for me. I really, really loved, to be honest, I loved the first half of this movie. And then his character in particular takes a certain turn where you're just like, what? Like, I, I, I don't know. I didn't understand where it came from at all. And it kind of really threw me off for the rest of the movie. And this one was really hard for me because I was like, man, I really loved the first half of this movie. And I still love elements of this movie, but it just took a completely different direction where I'm just like, I don't think we necessarily earned that direction. But anyway, for my positives, I actually want to start, with Anne Hathaway. I mean, I do agree that Jason Sudeikis, you're right. He he did handle that 
a different a much different thing than we've ever seen from him like he definitely gave a very good performance and as much problems as i have with the direction they took his character i he's not the issue at all you're right but anne hathaway was great in this movie (laughs) i really did love her in this movie and she's i think she is continually an underrated actress yes she's been nominated before she's hasn't she won before oscars before is she an oscar I think winner she has i mean she's not to me she's not an underrated actress i mean to me she's, I, she's but, always known i mean that's our, the people's problem with her is that she i think she's i think they think that she's i think that they probably think that she's like a theater princess maybe you know? And and stuff like that. I don't think I don't think she's underrated whatsoever. I, mean, I, I think would she's call a very, her underrated. Just I, um, yeah. I would. I think I think we're gonna agree to disagree on that. Fair one. But enough. she does. I mean, because she, she does a great job in everything that she's in, and she's been in great things. You know, she was a great. She did a great job in Batman: uh, The Dark Knight Rises. She was. A, she did a great job in Les Mis. You know, she does a great job in everything that she's in, honestly. Yeah, but that uh, doesn't mean that she can't be underrated by the public. I mean, Jason, uh, uh, not Jason Sudeikis, excuse me. Jake Gyllenhaal is an underrated actor. He's great in everything he's in, but he doesn't get the recognition he deserves. That's what I'm saying. I I, I think there's a lot of, for some reason, there's a strange sect of humanity, just like with Jennifer Lawrence, that dislikes Anne Hathaway. Yeah, but they and probably I don't hate get her that. because she's too, they probably hate her because she's, she's, she's good. Yeah, you that's know? true. <laughs> I, think, I think the critics, because the critics will give her that applause, and yeah. I think she has been nominated. I think she did one Oscar. Yeah, uh, for Les Mis. I'm not 100 percent sure. I need to look that up, but I think I, I know that I think she, was she nominated. did one or did win that year too. But yeah, but I, I do know that she was nominated. I know she won an Oscar. Either way, um, she's great in this movie. That's my yeah, point. Right. She's great in this yeah. movie. <laughs> we'll have a discussion. We'll have a discussion on Anne Hathaway another day. Yes, but yeah, she does a great job. She does look. To me, she does a great job in everything that she's in. This is no exception. She does an amazing job in this movie. Yeah, uh, uh, no exception. Tim Blake Nelson. Another good job. Um, I think the supporting cast as well does a pretty good job. The cast is not a problem with this movie. No, not at, at all. all. The cast is great. My my blow away again is Jacob Sadukas. I mean, I think I've just never seen a performance from him like that before. Yeah. And as much as I don't like the twist, he handles it really well and he plays it really well. And I want to see him take on, like I said, I want to see him take on a more serious role. I, I do. I think yeah. he did a really good job. Um, getting into the the way this monster looks, I did not have. Surprisingly, I was like, it looks pretty good it's a lower budget film so be aware of that it's not going to be mind-blowing cgi but it's it's good it's good i mean there's some scenes i was like yeah but i mean it's a low budget film i I mean i was like it's good it's good it looks good um and i like some of the scenes where you know you you get a little bit of something else and i was you know it was funny just because you saw some of the things that was going on but yeah it was good yeah it was it was good it was good yeah um, uh, i do want to talk about the comedic elements with this movie because it, it is a dark comedy so if that's your thing i think you'll enjoy at least most of this movie uh this <laughs> it is pretty funny i mean there is and it's not like in a kind of busting out like laugh out loud kind of thing where you're just going to be dying laughing but it's it's just some of those situations where you're just like this shouldn't be funny at all this is this monsters destroying things but the way they kind of do it and intercut it it's just it was really funny and you're just sitting there like what <laughs> like what, what am i watching right now and it's one, one of those kind of it's one of those type of movies where you're just like what am i watching you're just laughing at the fact that this movie was made but not in a bad way you know and it's just like how who came up with this idea and then, uh, I don't know. I think it was it, it was pretty funny, especially like I said in the first half. The first half to me is the best 
aspect of this movie where it's just like it is rolling in the dark comedy aspects of the movie and hathaway's killing it jason sudeikis is doing really well they have good chemistry together and you're just kind of like where is this movie gonna go and then it goes in a direction where i didn't love and we can get into that with negatives but it's still even in the second half when they did kind of go back to those comedic elements it still worked because i mean it's good writing in that aspect so yeah what else do you got for positives yeah, I mean, I will, I will agree with you with the comedy. I mean, the comedy is some things that are going on. It's like that's that shouldn't be funny, but it's funny. It's great. Um, um, I mean, for me, I didn't laugh a lot, but I, I was having, I was entertained. I was having yeah. a good time. Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't ever like, ah, God, this is this is horrible. I was like, this is entertaining. This yeah. is pretty good. I, I did like some of the dialogue that you had here. I did like some of the, some of the stuff that was going on. And, and and different things like that. So I, I had a good time in this movie. I think it was a pretty good time. All right. Well, let's move on to negatives. And I guess I will start. And let's start with what we've been alluding to this entire time. And that's Jason Sudeikis' character. Um, I liked him in the first half. Like he's look, like we said, he's great. He handles it well. But they, his character just takes a sharp left turn where you're just like, what? I, I I didn't understand his motivations on any level, really, towards in the second half of this movie. It's just like, I don't get what you want. And then they kind of have a scene where they explain him. But it's like, I don't feel like that was earned at all. Like, it just, now it's just you're telling us what he is. And we didn't really see any gradual kind of movement towards that. We just saw all of a sudden, boom, he is this. And it's just like, What? I, I don't know. I, I really didn't like the direction they took his character. And for me, it threw the entire thing off where I really was, I was so torn watching the second half of this movie. I'm like, man, I really liked the first half, but what are they doing? Like, I don't get this character. And then not only that, but, and I know you're going to still touch on that as well. But one thing I do also want to throw in there is a lot of the side characters kind of get tossed to the side in the second half of this movie as well, or really again just i didn't understand them there's a couple of uh side characters who are friends with jason sudeikis where they kind of start to develop one of them in particular and then in the second half he just turns into kind of like a follower and he just kind of does whatever he's told and that's it and there's nothing really to him and then one of them literally disappears from the movie we he leaves he leaves the bar and we don't see him again and it's just like i don't know and then also um oh crap i'm dan stevens i think that's his name the guy who played the beast and he's in legion he's the star of legion he was in this movie as well and i didn't i thought he was an interesting character at first and then he comes back and you're just like you're kind of just the opposite of jason sudeikis's character and cool like i i don't know i didn't i think that the, a lot of the side characters were really f- underdeveloped, and then Jason Sudeikis' character, just, I don't think they took him in the right direction. I think the biggest issue with this movie is characters. Based, I guess that's what you can sum it up with for me. Yeah, I mean, look, there is there is a scene with him and uh, and and the guy who plays Beast, I, the actor's name is so right now, but, you know, there was a scene where he is just talking with him, and I was I was... I didn't like the turn, but I was like, this is a great scene. 
And you're going to find a lot of great scenes in there with this twist. But my problem is, is again, and I'll agree with Carlos on this. They take a, they take a really, they took a sharp left. And you, this, this, you never saw this coming. You never saw this coming. If anything, I thought that he would be a romantic interest for Anne Hathaway. You know, you never saw this coming. A million miles, you can tell this was coming. And you know, you could say, oh, it was a twist. It was like, yeah, you know, it was a twist, but it was not a good twist. There was nothing leading up to it. Nothing that made sense. And, you know, when they try to explain it to you, it still does not make any sense. Because he was just such a good, you know, because he was, it just, to me, it just sucked. Spoil what they do, but yeah. yeah. To me, me, it just sucked the hell out of me. I was like, okay, I guess, I guess this is what we're doing now. Um, And I'll get with you on the cast. One character, you don't see him for the rest of the movie. Yeah. It's just (laughs) like, where'd he go? I I don't know. He just kind of left. Yeah, I think, I think that was like 30, 40 minutes left of the movie. I was like, where'd he go? I understand where he went. Um, and then there's this one guy, you know, who's following him. And, you know, he'll agree that he's a douchebag. But I'm just like, why aren't you doing anything? Mm-hmm. Especially with the things that are going on. I'm just like, why aren't you doing anything? Exactly. Like, That's what I'm you saying. It don't make yeah. any sense. So it just doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Um, you know, and then there's something that happens at the end of this movie. I was like, Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right Last, and to me that's to yeah. me to me i'm just gonna go ahead and say this go for it timeline does not make any sense yeah for how she did whatever she did the timeline did not make any sense to me at all all right so one last thing i do want to touch on before we rate this movie and kind of move on to recommendations is one it's actually something you touch on the very top of the episode and it is the deeper meaning to this movie. I think that they definitely had something in mind, but I don't think it's very clear. It's not, I, I don't quite, I think that they were a little scatterbrained with what they were trying to say with this movie. And I don't think, even if they did have something they were saying, I don't think they said it very well. That's all I'll say for this. I, I really, I was like, I feel like there's, they have some depth here, but it's not coming across how they think that it is. You know, but anyway. Yeah, I, I, I honestly, I, I didn't, I didn't get it. All right. Yeah. I, I mean, I think <laughs> that there was something there, but I just, I was like, I'm not quite sure what you're trying to say here. Anyway. All right. Let's rate this movie. And I have a feeling we're going to be a little different here. Maybe a lot. What do you got? Or do you want me to start? Um, you can go ahead and start. Um, I, again, I'm really torn on this movie and my score is going to reflect that. I am going to give this movie a 5.3. I think there's some really good elements, and then there's some not-so-good elements. And I ultimately think that it's just kind of like they both level each other out. Um, I think that if you're really into dark comedies, then you could probably sit down and kind of ignore a lot of the character issues and just enjoy the movie. But I, it's not something that I could just flat out kind of recommend to people because I do think that there's just a lot of things where you're just like, but why? <laughs> like, And it's not because it's weird because I love weird movies. You know me, people who are listening. Listeners know me. I love weird movies, right? But th- it's not because of that. It's just it's because of the characters. That, that's, my, that's my biggest issue with this movie is the characters. I just needed more from them. Okay, that's understandable. I'm gonna go ahead and give this movie another solid six. All right. Um, I mean, again, it 
you know, had a lot. I mean, it did have great scenes. It did have great elements. And like I said, I mean, even though even though I love Jason Sudeikis's performance, again, it's just the twist that they did with this character. It's unfortunate that mainly the the our biggest negatives with this character is because you know, and it brings it down to such a notch because it just takes a sharp left turn and, and it really, it affects the rest of the entire movie. Yeah. That's how big of an effect this character has on this movie. And it's unfortunate. It's really unfortunate. I mean, again, I liked what just Jason Sudeikis said, but it just, it did not, his character's decisions just did not match well. Yeah. Did All not right. do it. So, well, that let's is move colossal. on. Yes. Let's move on to recommendations and we will do this quickly because we know this episode is running a little long. So Ozzy, what recommendation you got, or do you want me to start? Since you might not have anything. Um, I'm going to go ahead and recommend Wonder Woman, guys. For those of you guys who have not right. watched Wonder Woman yet, I think it's on DVD. I'm not I, sure. Yeah, I think it came out. Maybe? Yeah. I could be wrong. Um, I don't know. It should have been out. I don't know. <laughs> but, um, if not, you guys need to buy it um, or pre-rent it because it's a great movie. I feel like those of you who are still um, on the DC Sucks, which, you know, we still kind of are, <laughs> but... I feel like I feel like you guys can find some light. Yeah. To, if you guys watch Wonder Woman, I mean, I think that's one of I think it's really great. A really great movie was definitely one of my favorites of the year. Definitely check it out. For those of you guys who still are saying that Gal Gadot cannot portray Wonder Woman well, you need to watch the movie. So definitely watch that movie. All right. Before I get into my actual recommendation, I do want to say one thing. I recommended The Deuce a week too early because, man, Maggie Gyllenhaal blew me away in this episode. She was fantastic, and that was probably my favorite episode of The Deuce yet on Sunday. Watch that show. All right, uh, that was an update for my recommendation from last week. Now, my recommendation from this week is going to be a weird one. It is going to be actually an interview, or it's more of an essay, I guess you would say, from the in my opinion, the best director working today in Martin Scorsese. I believe he, it is on THR, The Hollywood Reporter. So go check that out. He talked a lot about Rotten Tomatoes and he talked a lot about really movie criticism. And it was really fascinating to me. He was talking a lot about how movie criticism has become such a numbers focused thing. And it really should be about the actual criticism itself. And he talked a lot about how he, he wasn't, it wasn't blaming Rotten Tomatoes in a way that a lot of directors blame Rotten Tomatoes and they're like, Rotten Tomatoes is ruining the industry and things like that. It wasn't in that way. It was more of what Rotten Tomatoes has done to the way people look at film criticism. And it, it was fascinating to me. And he also talked about how, you know, back 40 years ago, 30 years ago, people didn't pay attention to or care about how much money a movie has made and now how today it's almost like we kind of look at the box office and it, it becomes like a sport where we're rooting for the movies we like to make money and it it it's he in his opinion which you should read the, his essay because it is really interesting but in in almost his opinion it's turned movies into something else it's turned the film business into something else where you know it's like you're watching a movie or you you see a trailer and you decide if you like it then and there basically and then you're 
rooting for all the numbers to support your thoughts going into it you know it's like oh it has a good rotten tomato score yes that means i can i i'm validated or oh it made a lot of money i'm validated and it's like it's not about that it's about the content of the movie and how it was made it's really it was a fascinating essay you should definitely check it out yeah um, i mean I, my uncle my uncle my uncle talks numbers with me when it comes to movies i'm just like dude it's not it's not what makes a good movie you know, <laughs> yes that helps you yes it helps Yes, yeah. it helps. But that's not the main main focus. I mean, he was talking about uh, Transformers and Michael Bay, you know, and everything. I was like, Victor, it makes money, man. It's great. That's fantastic. It doesn't change the fact that the movie is still crap. Oh, yeah, and I'm I'm not so, preaching either I mean, because I definitely I, mean, I like talking box office too, and it's just. But why are we talking box office? I you know, especially yeah. for people who aren't necessarily in the industry or you know, it's like why does it necessarily matter <laughs> i don't know but anyway uh last thing that i want to ask you really quick just give me a thumbs up or thumbs down before we sign out ozzy the flash season premiere i have to i'll, I'll talk to you about it later <laughs> give me a thumbs up or thumbs down come on oh god i have to give you a uh, um <laughs> <laughs> it's, I, I can't give you a thumbs up and a thumbs down because there was good things about it and there was really bad things about it so I can't really give you a good I can't I can't do all it right, all right. I'm in between I, I'll, 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 I'll give you a full disclosure when the episode is done but I can't I want to give it a solid line like a solid straight line like it was okay it was okay. fine it was alright it wasn't right. horrible but it wasn't amazing so it was okay oh my gosh alright Ozzy why don't you sign us out then <laughs> All right, man. Where can people find you on social media? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Cherry456. And make sure you follow us all over social media, all at Screenfellas, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube channel. We're going to have stuff coming up there hopefully soon. And then the website as well. Brianna does great stuff over there. And one thing I do want to remind people is Star Wars Rebels starts next Monday. And we will have recaps for star wars rebels returning jesse will be back on the podcast you'll hear the music again it'll be a great time be on the lookout for that awesome awesome guys and you guys can find me on twitter at castro ozzy and also if you guys have any topics any shows anything like that you just want to recommend to me please feel free to email me at ozzy.caster at screenfellas.com all right guys we'll be able to guys we hope you enjoy the show please feel free to listen and subscribe on itunes google play or SoundCloud. Please rate and review the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Also, check out the website. We're doing some great stuff on there. Um, we're going to start posting YouTube videos again when the when the Walking Dead comes back. So we're going to do recaps on the Walking Dead and stuff like that. So be on the lookout for that. October 22nd, be on the lookout for that. Um, but guys, this is Screen Fellas. <laughs> <laughs>